0: welcome to interesting minds of the low country join us for candid conversations that reveal the stories insights and experiences that define success in our community here are your hosts angela huser and will savage my
1: name is angela huser and i am with the anchor home group of keller williams realty
2: and i'm will savage i'm with pmc mortgage
1: We are starting this podcast because in in my time here, I know that we've had this conversation before, but there are some very interesting characters or people in our community that we just would love to sit down with them, learn more about their story and what led them to where they are today.
2: Yeah, and share, you know, Bluffton, the low country is such a small little spot on a map, but has a huge impact. And you don't realize the people that are your neighbors and what they do and who they are and the impact they're actually having on our community. Um, And so that's our goal is to sit down with them, talk about what drives them, what they do, what their businesses are, how we can possibly help their business and hopefully share with our listeners. You know, it it may provide value to them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So the very first episode, we interview James Dismond. Mm-hmm. Who's a good friend of yours? Good friend of mine.
1: I, I've had the pleasure of calling James Dismond, um, a friend for a very long time. He is now the CEO of Hospice Care of the Low Country, so he's going to share with us some insight in his role with hospice care, and then of course how we can contribute to it and support their cause. Yeah,
2: and James is also a very brilliant business. You know his his role is business development. That's where he got into it. So we're going to discuss goals. Um, obviously, being the beginning of the year, everybody has goals these days, are starting you know, a uh, uh, new year, new me stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, but business goals, you know, yeah, um, fiscal, monetary goals, uh, professional growth goals. Um, you know, I my team had our goal meeting of what we want to mm-hmm. achieve. Obviously, we have our uh, monetary goals that we need to meet right to mm-hmm. stay afloat. And you know, what I need for my family to be able to provide for them, mm-hmm. and then plus a little extra so I can, you know, go on vacation and go out to eat. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what goals did you set? Yeah. I mean, you have a new team.
1: Right, so. yes, and, and funny enough, we actually sat down with James, um, gosh, was it last week at this point, and he truly is just such a visionary and can can get you to think outside of not just the box, but your box, because right. I think we all our, our minds kind of serve as this individual box for each of us and sitting down with him and, and really fine tuning our vision for the year. And then, you know, not only that, but how we're going to get to achieve that vision right. and, and all of our goals. So I'm so excited to have him, especially as our first guest. Um, but to even have, here, have him here at all, I know he's such a busy man, but yeah. he's, he's sitting down with us and, and sharing a little bit about him and, and what he's doing with hospice.
2: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I think people are going to see what he does and the importance of having these nonprofits and what they do for the community mm-hmm. um, and just the work on the business side, too. I mean, everything is a business and and what goes into that. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be awesome.
1: So without further ado, I would like to welcome James Dismond, CEO and Executive Director of Hospice Care of the Lowcountry. Let's do it. All right. A very warm welcome to our first guest, James Dismond of Hospice Care of the Lowcountry. We're so excited to have you. Um, Could you kind of start off by telling us a little bit about you and who you are and really what you do?
0: Yeah, well, super excited to be here, um, especially with both of you two, just knowing you so long. Um, A little bit about me, I've been in the Lowcountry for eight years, moved from the big state of West Virginia (laughs) um, to the Lowcountry, which has really been just eye-opening and really um, good for my career. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people associate the Lowcountry to being the slow country, Mm -hmm. but I've had the most rapid growth in my career in the past two years here. Married for, um, Sean and I have been together for eight years. We've been married for one year officially. Um, three golden doodles um, that we love. We live on a lake, which you stole us our house, which is <laughs> amazing and just committed to making the low country better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, tell us a little bit about hospice care of the low country and your role with them.
0: Yeah, I've been with Hospice Care of the Little Country for three and a half years. Um, oh, wow. I've only been the chief executive officer for 11 months, mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't ask me too many questions. <laughs> I might not know yeah. the answers. Well,
1: how's it going so far?
0: <laughs> it's been really beautiful, um, but also probably the hardest the hardest part of my life in general mm-hmm. um, from a personal perspective but also from a professional perspective when you're leading an organization and you have not only your patients to um, to be held accountable for but also we have 55 employees that mm-hmm. you know at any given day I'm making
2: decisions that are going to yep. influence or affect their livelihood.
1: That's a huge responsibility. For sure how did
2: you get into hospice care i mean is that something you, you probably were born and said i want
0: to be in? <laughs> yeah, care. yeah no. right yeah I, I i do believe sometimes it's people's calling like the yeah. like nurses in general will say you know i really want to be in the end of life sector sure. um, once they kind of learn about it for me though, it was a non-traditional path um i was in not-for-profit fundraising and business development uh, for my entire career since before i even got out of college and then you know, essentially at a networking uh, a networking event with one of the chambers, I met the previous executive director, and we started that recruitment networking conversation. And she made me an offer that I couldn't turn down. And I wanted the opportunity to build my own team in the fundraising realm. and she gave me kind of just the hands-off approach to do what I wanted with it. And that kind of started my, my journey with hospice but I came in with this huge fallacy of mm-hmm. you know I'm gonna be on the marketing the fundraising side no death I won't like I'm not a right. medical so I want yeah. to touch death and then I remember right. my first week five patients died and like mm-hmm. the nurses were coming in and and there was this big discussion about it and because we have to And I was like completely overwhelmed. And that's when I learned that my biggest fear Mm -hmm. was death when dying. Mm -hmm. But that fear has now turned into my
1: passion, which is
0: really Mm -hmm. interesting. That's
1: so awesome. So I I know a lot of people probably feel this way or have some kind of preconceived notion about what hospice is. I, I know I kind of had that mentality before I got to know you in this role, what is hospice care? What do you all do? Tell us. You know, I, I know that you offer a variety of services to your patients. So I think it would be just really eye opening to fully understand what it is that hospice of the, the hospice care of the Low Country is.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's really important. First, I make this statement often when I speak yeah. with people, and it it can rub people the wrong way. But the fact of the matter is, is that when we all woke up this morning. We had less life to live. Mm-hmm. We're all dying. We're all yeah. actively dying mm-hmm. um, every single day. Great thought. It's, <laughs> cheers
1: <laughs> to that. It is. But <laughs>
0: what you need to do is you need to turn that yeah. into a positive reinvestment into right. your life. And, and we need to start making decisions just like we planned for. Like You two are both married, correct? Right. Did you plan for your wedding or did you just wake up and wing it? Wow. That's very general. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah. Pretty
1: much waves. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely planned. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, there's some planning. Like when you go to college, you go see a counselor and you plan it. and right. And you also invest in like insurance on your car, insurance, life insurance, all these things planning for what's going to happen. Well, we're all dying, but very few people plan for death. Mm-hmm. How they want it to happen, um, if they have control over that, and then what happens when you're in that And so, what hospice care of the Low Country does is we are in those moments with you at Mm -hmm. the end of life, and it's your most crucial hour for you, your loved ones, anyone that's even been connected to you, Mm -hmm. and it's going to drastically impact how they perceive death from that moment on. Mm -hmm. And we plan for weddings, we plan for all this stuff. It's really like this cliche conversation and we should just Mm -hmm. be planning for death. Like, I know what my husband wants at the end of life. Mm -hmm. I would encourage everyone that's listening and everyone in this room to have that conversation with their loved ones Mm -hmm. because I'm guaranteeing you're going to find something that you didn't know.
1: Right, yeah. And really what I love about that, because it reminds me of the resources and materials that Hospice Care even provides to... The public. I know that I personally have one, and don't don't kill me for this, but I still haven't completed it. Yeah. But it's it's such an easy resource to have that conversation because you're really just filling out this questionnaire. It's like what what do you want the end of your life to look like? Do you do you want um, life saving measures to be taken? Mm-hmm. So I I think it's such an awesome resource to have something like that because it it gives people the direction and the ability to have that conversation with. You know, a lot less pressure, I think it is.
0: Yeah, and I think, uh, to go back to your question, Will, too, is just, you know, how I got into hospice care was really, like, what I would call, like, a God wink. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know that I wanted it. I didn't know yeah. that I needed it. It just yeah. kind of happened and everything aligned. Yeah. And when your biggest fear becomes your biggest passion, and then I get to wake up and live and work that every single day. hmm I am blessed Mm -hmm. and you know some people don't get to work and do what they love Mm -hmm. and and make a living off of it Mm -hmm. but to be able to spread the education like you said Mm -hmm. you have the resources yeah you just need to sit down and use, use them
1: right and so we
0: provide all the resources possible um, before you get to that end of life conversation right. because one of our core values which you know I encourage every business to have um, our very first one which every single employee knows
2: is it's not about dying it's about living
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. that's a Absolutely. good transition also because not only you know we're, we're talking about hospice but from a business standpoint like you were in business development mm-hmm. so talking about core values um, how did you create your core values and your goals for this year and how does that being from an an original standpoint of being in business development and then transitioning into this whole healthcare and, you know, dealing with people that are in extraordinarily hard moments. Can you talk a little bit about that? yeah business development really opened my eyes because the
0: number one asset that a business has is their people
3: mm-hmm.
0: and if you're not investing in those people and retaining those people, mm-hmm. something is foundationally wrong,
3: yeah,
0: and right. so we've had employees from twenty seven years of tenure to to volunteers of 15 years of tenure, which really speaks to who we are, but there's mm-hmm. also a piece that a lot of people don't want to talk about, and that if you're not being innovative and changing with your market and, mm-hmm. and with just the way that you do business, even if the fundamentals remain the same, like right. for hospice care, our fundamentals are the same. But our business strategies have to evolve, and we have to have that employee connection and engagement in that positive culture, or it's not going to work. Right. And so I noticed that we hadn't really had any core values that we were living and breathing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you don't want descriptive words thrown up on a wall, like right. integrity yeah. or yeah, yeah. compassion. Yeah. Those, Those are really sense. good right. words. Sure. Yeah. But you need some meaning behind yeah, it. Yeah,
1: you have to have... The people buy into it, hundred percent. Yeah,
0: people buy in, and and you want them preaching that because they're right. your best marketers, your yeah. workers, your volunteers, mm-hmm. your clients, and so we went to our employees yeah. and we we asked them very specific conversation or specific questions, you know. What do you think about when you hear the her when you hear the word um, hospice or when you hear the word dying? What do you mm. think about? And they started throwing out all these phrases. Right. And then we had a person dive into the data, and we came out with three core values, and mm. we released them to the, our group of about, and was about forty five employees. Then we saw the whole room just kind of,
3: mm. like, yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. it. Wow. <laughs> what were an they? So answer. the first one is it's not about dying. It's It's about about living. living. I love that. Yeah, and then for our organization, there's like a we're really connected to the community. So mm-hmm. the, the words connected and community kept mm-hmm. coming out. So sure. our second core value is that we are committed and connected to our community. Mm-hmm. Simple, yeah, efficient, effective, and, and we love it. And then mm-hmm. for healthcare, it's super important that you're always investing and learning and, and, and knowing what's coming next before mm-hmm. it's even there. Yeah. So we're committed and connected to you know excellence and, mm-hmm. and having the top quality in our in our community for hospice, grief, care, and also just quality of life in Mm -hmm. general. Mm -hmm. So those are our three core values. And you want those values to correlate to your mission and your vision, but also it's started this whole positive culture conversation. And it's kind of a buzzword in most businesses, but... If you can start working on your culture, it changes the game because people yeah. wake up and ready. They, they want to work for you. I don't know anybody
2: who's successful in business who says culture doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, it's just <laughs> absolutely. About, it's just about, the, money. Yes. It's just about yeah. the bottom line. No one says that. That's everybody so everybody in their own says, oh, well, you know, especially in my world, mortgages, someone's going to say, oh, that top producer wants to come work for a PMC mortgage. Well, if that top producer is extraordinarily toxic, and then it pushes away yeah. other people I could hire. I'm not going to hire them, mm-hmm. right? They could make me a million dollars, but at the end of the day, if that producer is going to keep five other producers away,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it, it doesn't line up with your culture, like you said. And, yeah. and um, you know, it might be great for the for a short a short period of time, just worrying about the bottom line. But worrying about the culture is for longevity. Yeah. So, I sat through this, um, this
0: webinar with the LinkedIn CEO um, and I encourage you to watch it if you're a business owner, but you know, he said, people are best and worst asset. And that was really hard to like, yeah. hear that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, but better yet, people leave because of people. So people will leave a business Mm -hmm. because of people. And he said, you know, but hear me out. That doesn't mean they're leaving because of bad reasons. Mm -hmm. It could be because the accountability is so high and the culture is so positive that their personality and and where they're at currently in their life doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. So actually letting someone go and being honest could be the best thing that ever happened to them. Right, And that was a big learning point for me because firing people or letting them go because of change or whatever it may be is really difficult.
3: Absolutely. But yeah.
0: one of the things that I've adapted as a leader is being a compassionate, intentional leader, Yeah, which means having the hard conversations. And that goes back to positive culture because mm-hmm. negative people influence your culture mm-hmm. in a negative way. Mm-hmm. So if someone's underperforming and you're not addressing it because you don't want to have that hard conversation, you're literally putting a mole in your organization to drive down yeah. the culture mm-hmm. it's a bad look for everybody else right. yeah, but if you hit it head on and you're like hey you have a respectful private conversation and mm-hmm. exit them or invest in them for more training you're doing what you're set out to do which is lead the organization
2: to the next phase of right. a positive business yeah yeah
1: absolutely
2: yeah I'm a strong believer in Higher slow, fire quick. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it sounds bad,
1: but
2: yeah. Yeah. It's important for culture. So. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So um, I understand that hospice has opened up a new division over the past year, your palliative care division. Um, you know, if not a lot of people know what hospice is, I'm sure they <laughs> yeah. don't know what palliative care is. Yeah. So share with us a little bit about what palliative care is and what it means to our community.
0: So as an industry, we've been focused on hospice care for mm-hmm. over forty one years. Um, the hospice realm benefit with uh, CMS, which is the center of Medicare and Medicaid, and the legislative behind it, so the government policies, have not changed mm-hmm. for 41 years, wow. Oh, wow. which therein lies a problem, but yeah. we won't go off on that today. Sure. Right. But hospices are really struggling to survive with that one business line, mm-hmm. just like just most right. businesses. So we have to become more integrated to serve our populations, Right. and that's where palliative care kind of came about. like how can we help these individuals before they get to the last six months of their life, which is the definition of hospice, Mm -hmm. um, to help them better transition into hospice or help them better transition out with a higher quality of life. And so, palliative care is focused on serious illness, Mm -hmm. um, and you can look up the statistics they're staggering of how many of us are going to have a serious illness at some point in our life, Mm -hmm. if not the entire... Trajectory of our life yeah. you think well. about muscular dystrophy a slow progressing disease mm-hmm. that affects your entire life once you're diagnosed There needs to be an extra level of support there mm-hmm. and if you have primary care providers Can take six to seven months to get right. an appointment if yeah. you have a provider
3: yeah.
0: um, By then usually your symptoms have subsided Hopefully and you've kind of forgotten it out of sight out of mind mm-hmm. powder care is that extra 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 kind of layer and connection they're the nucleus um sending out the transmissions to all those other people to help them have a better holistic view of what's happening with the patient mm-hmm. and we can be there in the nick of time to help kind of with those symptoms mm-hmm. and the mental side as well with our new mental health division that hasn't been announced yet wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. that's Love exciting I, yeah
1: yeah and that's the thing about our area i just feel like there's so much need and so much opportunity here so, I mean, kudos to hospice care for recognizing that and figuring out a way to, to solve a problem that's, that's really right. happening here. So and that's, that's a wonderful. business
2: decision, too. Also, I mean, you know, definition of sales is like find a problem and solve Absolutely. it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Absolutely. Absolutely. A, a decision on your part. Like, I mean, obviously, you're in a, a business that's very caring and you need to, but at the end of the day, it's a business. So, are yeah. you saying other hospices are not doing this? We're going to do this to curb the market, essentially? essentially yes what we did was we did a community
0: survey and just an assessment of the needs sure. and we found a gap in services
2: yeah and so, so not, we, all, not only are you you know helping your own business but you're also providing something awesome for everybody in the community mm-hmm. so it's hard because it, it's we're still a business so we have to
0: function like a business we're not looking at the bottom line right. holistically but we are paying attention to it because we, sure. we have to yeah, pay yeah, who, who work for us right yeah, yeah. but if we can fill a gap and financially make it make sense, that's a win-win for us. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we don't have market shareholders that we're, we're sending out dividends to. We're just looking to break even, or even if we're negative, we have generous donors right. who will come in and help supplement that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Hospice Care of the Lowcountry is a debt-free nonprofit, and wow. we, we own our building, we don't have any debt, and mm-hmm. so that allows us to do a lot more financially but within our, with our investments, and, yeah. and so that really helps with decision-making. Mm-hmm.
1: That's incredible. Um, so new year, what, what does this year look like for hospice? And maybe not just for hospice, but for you, I mean, are you, a
2: for Jimmy yeah,
1: for, a, for a, <laughs> a, are you a resolution guy or,
0: um, I'm more of like a holistic approach to goals. Okay. Um, I'm not a new year, new me. Let's redefine this. Person. Right. I'm a, yeah. let's build off what's already there yeah. and, and try to become a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an old school guy when it comes to just who I am philosophically. And so like I go back to basics, Mm -hmm. be kind. Yeah. I want to be kinder this year Mm -hmm. um, and really practice with intentional leadership to the community in my family Mm -hmm. and and just in, in general as a business. It's intentional growth with intentional outcomes, patient-centered and Mm patient-focused. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, And I think simplicity is something that we could all do better at Mm -hmm. and let people understand who we are and what we're doing. So I want to be kind. And be intentional both professionally and in my personal
1: life. I love that. I might um, steal it because <laughs> I don't have a resolution yet. I don't know that I will at this point. Can you set resolutions at this point in January? But anytime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you would say has been kind of your key to success or maybe it's, it's a really good piece of business advice that you've received?
0: Yeah, I've been asked that a couple of times, and I'm like, "Why are they asking me this?" <laughs> I'm like, "Very new in my career, right?" <laughs> <laughs> but it is—it costs some like strategic thinking, and it's gonna be a little cliche. But the biggest thing that I can offering advice is to fail and fail often mm-hmm. and then talk about those failures. Yeah. So we just implemented new meetings and I know everyone's like, "Oh, me- meeting, cringeworthy. Yeah. But we have failure meetings with my senior yeah. leadership team and we talk about our failures and we mm-hmm. talk about why we failed and then we talk about how we're gonna turn that failure into an opportunity to increase our business or mm-hmm. to increase the outcome to a positive outcome. Mm-hmm. That has been a game changer. Yeah. yeah. And so when you can openly talk about the negatives and the failure, mm-hmm. I mean, it causes this whole new open communication where I have people come to me and being like, I messed up today. This is what happened. And then you're like, okay, let's fix this. So we're ahead of the game when it comes to our failures. Whereas sometimes when you're in a a business, you're like, I messed up. Like, Mm -hmm. let me figure out if I can fix this on my own. And then it progressively gets worse. Mm -hmm. Um, And so by fostering an environment of promoting failure, it is... Drastically change mm. our approach to almost every single, not only problem,
2: but just outcome for our organization in general. Yeah, it helps you learn. I mean, I'm a big believer in, in be a thumb pointer, not a finger pointer. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> love I that. I like that. <laughs> even if it's something like in my world that really wasn't my fault, like somehow you can look back and say I, I, I somehow could communicate this better.
3: Yeah.
2: Or I mean, I just had a file where. I told the guy over and over again, we cannot take this route to get you approved for this long. We have to go this other way.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: he's, no, 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 just do it. Just do it. Just do it. We almost didn't close the thing.
3: Yeah.
0: And
2: like, yes, everybody else could say, well, your client, you work for the client, they told you to do this, but I could have said, no, I won't do it unless must do it my way. Oh, yeah. right? I and mean, then it wouldn't have been so stressful at the end of the day. Um, so yeah. accountability and, and addressing the, the failures, the problems is just upfront It's going to keep you from, you know, having something faster. Especially if your your staff are afraid to mm-hmm. tell you, oh, I screwed up. Definitely. Yeah, it
0: goes into this like whole thought leadership. I don't know if you guys have ever explored that, but it, the intentional um, being open to other avenues of business and avenues of thinking and, and adapting to people is this whole new kind of buzzword of thought leadership. Mm-hmm. Right. And, thinking before you speak and thinking before you react and then exploring all the possibilities of what could happen if you react this way Mm -hmm. in or as a therapist would say stepping back and evaluating yourself (laughs) I feel like if we all did that a lot especially before public speaking or announcing an opinion it could really just help in general because you could have reacted emotionally to that and been like no I'm done lost a client lost a business Mm -hmm. and then who knows what would happen but instead you closed the deal and now you're moving forward with hopefully his network and your network too. Mm -hmm. And you got some money out of it as well.
1: (laughs) I I just love the concept of failure meetings and it's truly something that I'm adopting with my team and something that we need to talk about more because we're perpetually learning, all of us, right? And especially in industries like ours, where we have to be innovative, we have to stay up to to date on all the rules and the guidelines that follow, that if we're not up to date on that and and failures happen, then we just have to figure out how to get better and and adopt those failures and accept them and figure out what we're gonna do differently. Um, So yeah, I just, I love the idea of failure meetings. And again, too, like, I've heard social media be called a highlight reel, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and I feel that translates to a lot of businesses as well, because they're constantly sharing their positives mm-hmm. and their successes. Oh, yeah. And, and you don't see the behind the scenes. And I think about the individual in these organizations that do fail and they think, what's wrong with me? Like, I, why is everybody else succeeding? What's, what am I doing wrong? And, and being able to kind of shift that mindset. It's like, okay, how can I learn from this? Like how can I change my process or my procedures to ensure that this doesn't happen again? Right. So yeah, I
0: really like that. And then it, it, it's like, I despise the word expert Mm -hmm. because really, who is actually an expert right. in their industry? Yeah, uh, e- even physicians and nurses, you know, they're mm-hmm. not experts. They are just well informed mm-hmm. and educated in their domains. Yeah. yeah, but there's this underlying thing that they must all do in order to stay informed, and yeah. that's continue to fail and continue to educate themselves on what they're learning mm-hmm. and what they want to learn. Mm-hmm. And so it goes back to. Facebook being a highlight reel of all the success, mm-hmm. but what did those people do to become successful? Mm-hmm. I, I think about the the um, the flop to become a regular, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, because sales yeah. were like surging and then yeah. i think you and i were just talking the other day that now you're going to start seeing all these realtors or it's mm-hmm. already been happening the realtors that were making no money because mm-hmm. they jumped in for the money yeah and they didn't have that education and they were not well informed absolutely on what was happening And that happens in every industry oh yeah my industries mm-hmm. i mean yeah.
2: realtors aren't doing business most of yeah. the time <laughs> right, <school>, yeah right so, <laughs> yeah. uh, i think but i mean yeah. i've learned from a lot of my i mean every especially in, in the mortgage world cause there's so many guidelines and I always say it's impossible to know every single one. Like, yeah. You're we're just not calculators, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you run into that situation. It's like, okay, I'm gonna have to remember that for next time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get you fix it. But you know, someone actually, I heard, he's a big guy in the mortgage world, Matt Ishba owns UWM, always says, don't let great get in the way of perfect. Or no, mm-hmm. Don't get perfect get in the way of great. Yeah. So it's like, stop focusing. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Uh, kind of the, the, the measure once cut once mentality. Or no, measure once cut twice. Mm-hmm. So it's like just do it. Right. Figure it out later. If, if there's a mistake along the lines, it's not gonna be in end of the world. Um and that's I think that's how, how growth is made, you know professionally. Yeah. I love what you said about perfect because
0: my therapist would tell you that I had this irrational goal of always <laughs> being perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. And she said, nobody believes perfect. Yeah. yeah. People believe what they can relate to. And the mm-hmm. fact is, is we all fail. We all have something in our lives that probably embarrasses us or that we're dealing with. That's just a struggle. Yeah. And so if we become more relatable, it will actually help grow your business. Right. right. Because People go to people they can relate to, mm-hmm. and so I love the. We can be great. We can strive to be great. Yeah. But perfection is just unattainable. Yeah. And if you are perfect,
2: I would highly suggest looking in the mirror. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, a big red flag. And being of more, more real. Yeah. yeah. They're That's perfect, right. or somebody yep. else is perfect, it's like you don't want to idolize, you know, or put someone on a pedestal and be like, oh, they're perfect. Like that. probably mm-hmm. not. Yeah. And it can be uh, like vulnerability
0: is such an underserved mm-hmm. trait. Like yeah. I was talking to Angela. Though, there's no way five years ago I would have walked out of my house without my hair fixed, <laughs> yeah. flattened yeah. down, crisp yeah. shirt, right. like, ready to go. And like this morning, I was like, I go get my hair cut for this podcast. Yeah. yeah. And that would have never happened because right. the fact is, I'm a real person. I get my hair cut and, yeah. and, you know, I'm not perfect. And yeah. I'm going to have blemishes on my face some right. days, yeah. gain some weight, lose some weight. Mm-hmm. And it's just. Be God, real. It sounds like a human, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And it goes back: humankind, being kind, be right. human, be
3: real, be yep.
2: simple, move forward. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's next on our, our list for, <laughs> for Jimmy D? I don't know. What do, you, what do you,
3: think um, you
2: want to ask? So, when it pertains to business, I like talking about business because I yeah. I love motivational podcasts. I love hearing it because I think it gives me, you know, a, a wider mindset. But what? So, you're a CEO of a company, or, or a young guy big company, CEO, that's a nice title to have in front of your name. Yeah. Um, What's been the biggest hurdle that you've kind of found Uh, It can be a, you know, very isolated incident or it could be something bigger, but.
0: Yeah, it's, (laughs) CEO is a big title. It's also can be super over, Uh, over overly fancy (laughs) Um, because the weight that comes with that title I did not anticipate Um, sleepless nights worrying through the roof sometimes yeah yeah. Um, but the thing that I think has helped me the most or that was my biggest kind of hurdle uh, if you will is gonna go back to change Mm. i love change like yeah, you yeah. throw a new idea at me and i'm like "Woo, let's go yeah and so going back to that thought leadership is understanding that just because you need to change doesn't mean that you change without any direction right so it's taking that change putting it into a timeline selling it to your organization and doing it correctly mm-hmm. like i'm like grow 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 i want to impact as many people as possible but you have to. You don't want to grow for growth's sake, mm-hmm. sure. Because then it's going to be detrimental. But if right. you grow with intention, then there mm-hmm. becomes more meaning. So for me, it's it's being in an organization our size that's in a state of change, but making sure that it's intentional change has been the biggest difficulty, mm-hmm. but also the the largest opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. This this has kind of become a, a business buzzword, at mm-hmm. least in my industry. I'm sure that it's mm-hmm. everywhere else. But what what gets you out of bed in the morning? Like, what what would you say is your biggest why in terms of what you do?
3: My alarm clock, is
0: like right? Couch, <laughs> yeah, you know? I know. Right?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, again, Coffee's
1: my main <laughs> motivator. I <laughs> yeah. don't know.
0: Yeah, you know, I do get to wake up and do something I love every single day. Yeah. And so. You know, when I n- never ask me about my schedule, just people are going to be like, whoa, give me a life. Because <laughs> I work all the time because right. I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. I'm on the clock all the time, every single day. Yeah. I do get breaks, but I love what I do. So yeah. my mantra is helping others. It doesn't matter how doesn't matter when mm-hmm. I just like helping others you know mm-hmm. I would love to say you know it's the mission of hospice care of the little country that's what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to say it's the vision yeah. but it's really helping others you know yeah. I'll do a private fundraiser for someone that needs it in the community I will volunteer I will do anything I can donate my clothes you know mm-hmm. anything to help a neighbor or someone I don't know mm-hmm. um, it's just about helping others because yeah. I feel like if you do as much as you can in the community when it comes your time to need that help back, yeah. People are going to stand together and rally yeah, around yeah. you, absolutely.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah, that makes sense. I mean, helping others, all like you're obviously in a healthcare role, right? Yeah, but like any occupation you do is essentially helping others achieve something. Yeah, I mean, I can't do the occupation like if you have a restaurant, you're, you're helping somebody mm-hmm. have yeah. a dining experience, right? We're yeah. helping people achieve home mm-hmm. ownership, um, you know, doctors. People in healthcare help people with their health, obviously. Um, so I think that's a you know a big for sure. I, mean, I I feel like I like helping people get a mortgage. I guess mm-hmm. mortgages are not interesting, but I also like I like being competitive. I'm, yeah, yeah, I like right. Being a yeah, yes You know, yeah. people are like well, oh, Will, what's your hobby? Like um, business. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. I mean, <laughs> work. <laughs> I go home. With my family. Right. with my family, and when I'm not there, I'm here trying to win. Yeah. yeah you know I'm trying to be successful, whether it's selling mortgages or if I was selling you yeah. know sponges That's yeah be the best. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. there's
0: you know there's a higher level like i it sounds like your passion is business and and right. and feeding the community and and then investing in your family, which is really cool um for me, just like the helping others is like. Some people go to work, they clock in, and they clock out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a clock out guy. I'm mm-hmm. clocked in, and, and I'm clocked in to helping others. I'm not mm-hmm. clock, clocking in for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds really like, you know, like, ugh, like, okay, whatever, you have to clock out. But like, mm-hmm. everything in my day revolves around some type of investment into others. Sure. And into myself, because you have to, like, have you ever heard the same? You can't love somebody else if you don't love yourself. Right. And, and so, like, every day I'm trying to love myself more. But I'm really trying to get the selfish ways out of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and just and it's hard. It sucks mm-hmm. sometimes because, yeah. you know, I wanna stay at home and watch Netflix from nine to five. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell me all. <laughs> but but having some of those intentional moments is really and really just you know, we just I just did a fundraiser for someone who had a very life threatening serious illness. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to. Mm-hmm. But when I got a phone call from her saying you don't understand how you just changed my whole life because I thought I was headed to hospice,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but instead now, you know, I'm in Arizona mm-hmm. and I'm getting to, to take these treatments that I didn't mm-hmm. even know existed. Yeah. And the low country community came together and helped raise, you know, over $10,000 mm-hmm. for me to put the down payment on the treatment. Oh, that's awesome. um, and so now like that's how I sleep at night. Yeah. You know?
1: Absolutely. Talk about
2: satisfying work like that's Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. You know? Yeah.
1: And, it, the the thing that I find so interesting about that and kinda of how it translates to the bigger picture is is helping people is so much easier than we think it is. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You have an idea, it takes action, and then I found that you can count on community because you're always gonna find the people in our community that are willing to contribute, that are like minded yeah. like you, that their why is helping people. So I think just being the person that is that sees the need and taking action is probably the easiest step that so many of us overlook.
0: It is. And it's like people give to people they trust. Yeah. And so they're like, Will, you're a good person. If you throw it on social media or like, Hey James, this person really needs help. Yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. trust you and right. say, you know, okay, I got 50 bucks, I got a hundred bucks. Or, you know, my buddy over here will give 2,500. And and Mm -hmm. so that's what's not just great about our community. I think we see it on a larger level with our community. um, But it's also just across the nation. Like Angela, if you come to me and you're like, hey, like this person's struggling, Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust your judgment Mm -hmm. because you're a good person in my my Mm -hmm. eyes. And Mm -hmm. so when you have that integrity and that compassion and that selflessness, People invest in what what you have passion for, and yeah. and that's where you see the low country really mm-hmm. come together. I mean, for Beaufort County, South Carolina, to have over three hundred registered nonprofits that are all sustainable, mm-hmm. yeah, it's wow. like yeah, like blows yeah. your mind. And that's because people are investing in people they trust, mm-hmm. and those people that they trust, and their money is going
2: towards is impacting the community, and mm-hmm. you see it. And it's yeah. beautiful. It, it, I mean, it's just beautiful. You can't say anything else about it. Right. Well, on that topic, I. I've heard that you can throw a hell of a fundraiser. <laughs> yes!
1: We're talking about
2: business, we're talking about health, but yep. how have you gotten it down to uh, a science of throwing It is a
1: well-oiled machine where everybody for sure. to
2: just it, throw money at you. Okay?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I will say you don't see the behind the scenes.
0: But, <laughs> but you know, it, it intentional. What are you trying to do? Who's your audience? Know your yeah. audience. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we do Yacht Hop every year. Mm-hmm. It's a, one of my favorite events. Me too. You know, anything with boats, alcohol. <laughs> right.
3: You know, outcomes, good times. The yeah. outcomes for the
0: helping the community, it's a win-win, right? Yeah. Awesome. But it's really just about organizing what's happening. Sometimes when you, when you throw an event, you're like, let's do, this, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And then you never do any of it well. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you just have a target, like let's bring in the yachts. Mm-hmm. Let's have this type of criteria for the yachts. We bring them in that alone is a huge task so yeah. it's a huge undertaking and then we're like we want some of the best cuisine there that you can yeah. get and feature the low country cuisine, so then mm-hmm. that's the chef aspect. Mm-hmm. But then we're like, we want fun people there. Yeah. <laughs> like people yeah. are yeah. really what it's all about. Right. So then you go out and you find those influencers that you trust in the community, and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, bring ten friends. Yeah. Hey, bring 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 five friends. Or, yeah. or or hey, Angela, I need you here on this date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring the crew. <laughs>
1: yes. And then
0: when they start vibing, which I know a lot of people don't like that word, when they start vibing, it's a yeah. done deal. Yeah. Right? yeah. If you can get the vibe and and that just the mood and the feel and i'm just like a fundraiser i tell you if you get that first person or three or four people to throw up those five thousand dollars yeah then it's like a status thing it's happening oh yeah it's it's, it's, now it's, it's competition. competition yeah it's yeah. competition it's like yeah. oh, they got five thousand right yeah, you know yeah. and then it's just like the, it becomes yeah. this help helpful thing and then at the end of it everyone feels really good about it yeah. Yeah. Um, and you had a really nice time
3: because
0: people like to be around people for the most part yeah, yeah. there are a party in there and it's great and we need to put the fun back in fundraising yeah,
2: yeah. I love
0: that. Is it May? Yeah, May 18th this year. May 18th. Beautiful Wexford, um, which Mm -hmm. is a prominent community on Hilton Head Island. Um, We're blessed in Hilton Head, you know, lock systems are Mm -hmm. um, not common up and down the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And we have Mm -hmm. two lock systems so we can control Mm -hmm. the the Level of the water to yes. make sure that there's no yeah. walking of the boats <laughs> no one falling overboard,
3: yeah. and
2: so it, it, it's just a really beautiful night.
3: Yeah, are there
2: any like exclusive things that you can tell us about the party? Yeah, like, you know, I'm all fancy people or fancy sponsors,
0: the suspense, mm-hmm. and so we will not be releasing any of that just yet. That just makes but, I man. will tell you that there's going to be a lot of exclusivity to this one okay. because of just safety reasons. Sure. So, where before 600 people got access, I'm sorry, but only 400 <sighs> people have access Four. this oh, man. year. Um, which is kind of nice. It's going to make it yeah. really exclusive, but yeah, yeah. It'll also just help us control that vibe that we're going to. It's, it's always going to be white,
3: uh, white. I love it. So it's the white it. event of the
0: year. White attire. It, it's just it's it's summer vibes, and, yeah. and you know most of the boats are white, which is nice. dressed for it Yeah, I she's am, ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm is it today? <laughs> no, <it's good. laughs> yeah.
1: Now Wexford is truly probably the the best location for such an event like this. It's such mm-hmm. a beautiful setting. Um, really showcasing everything that the Low Country has to offer. So, so kind of shifting to that subject, we live in such an incredible area. I mean, it's I, I say it's so easy for me to sell as a real estate agent because mm-hmm. the area really sells itself. I right, I get right people right. that are coming in town, and I, I give them the highlights. Go check out Old Town. Check out these areas of Hilton Head. And then they come back to me for showings the next day, and they're like, Yeah, let's go find a house yeah, because yeah. I, I want to be yeah. here. Oh,
3: yeah.
1: And so, so what is it about the Low Country that you love the most? Um, is there anything, or I, I should say, what, what keeps you here other than having such an yeah. important job for our community? But what is it about the Low Country that you love so much, and, and what makes you want to stay?
0: Yeah, for me, when I first moved here, obviously the beach, right? Sure. Everyone comes to the beach. (laughs) But what happened is I fell in love with the beauty.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: as I got older... Old ish, you know, I'm only 33. 30 <laughs> <About laughs> um, <fields. laughs> I really vibed with like big city fields, mm-hmm. um, but I noticed when I would visit cities that it was almost like some people were just lost. Like yeah. uh, they didn't have like a huge network and mm-hmm. people didn't know each other. So I love in the low country, you have access to big city fields. Like yeah. you have Charleston, you have Savannah, mm-hmm. we have an international airport that we can fly out to anywhere we need to get to, mm-hmm. but we have this like slow country vibe (laughs) yeah where I can go down the street and and be like oh hey Angela how's it going or and you know people on a first name basis with like the southern hospitality of smiling and shaking hands and and taking the extra time you know I don't think they call it the slow country Slow. Mm-hmm. I think it's because we take intentional time. You know, yep. a lunch meeting can be an hour and a half. Yeah. it's exactly. not going to be thirty minutes of grabbing right. and going. Yeah, you know, I'm having
3: a five lunch. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, yeah. <laughs> <all> yeah. <laughs> we'll
3: make the office. Yeah, no yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not. It's not unusual to go have a cocktail for lunch right and have a. Personal conversation with someone, mm-hmm. and you know you invite people to your home yeah. and, and you host parties and, and you you kind of bask in, yeah. in this vibe that we have in the Low Country and it's very tranquil, yeah. it's very relaxing and honestly it's very safe.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: it's safe to have a family here and I encourage millennials to move here because my career skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's
2: more progressive than what people think. Mm-hmm. Um, and love like and also, love <laughs> like and super unique. Yeah, in yeah. Bluffton, is, You know, like everyone thinks, oh, tiny little like, I know, you know, rinky-dink town, but like not at all. I mean, there's marketing uh, companies. Yeah. You look at your 33 year old CEO. Yeah, you yeah, know? <laughs> right. Uh, the Promenade, like when you drive through the Promenade, and it's like bustling. Yeah, it feels like you're in the city. I mean, it there's really like three golf yeah. carts. Yeah. By the way, you drive golf carts around. Yeah, it feels like you're in the city. So it's not like this little tiny little town. So right, I think we have this
0: higher level of luxury that's actually attainable yes that is so so true that is so true it's it's Mm -hmm. i see wexford i see sea pines i see nice restaurants but I can also have the resources to get to that level to be able to afford it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we have a lot of that conversation. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes when you're in a bigger city, you know, you see penthouse suite Mm -hmm. and it almost seems unattainable, like climb the corporate ladder slowly. There's so many opportunities and we live in a retirement community. So like people are retiring left and right. And
2: those opportunities are there for you to I appreciate your faith in me. (laughs) uh, I think, do you think most like exclusive neighborhood in the area?
0: Uh, I don't know. I think you, I think if you're talking about the island maybe, but oh, yeah. I think you have Colleton yeah. River that's yeah. very like right there with it in Bluffton. Yeah. Um, and then you just have some of those, those communities like, um, I forget, it's in Hardyville Point. River, Riverton. Riverton. Riverton Point. Riverton Point. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like an up and coming neighborhood that yeah. you don't really hear a lot about. Yeah. So I think when you're talking about exclusivity, it's really like Wexford is probably the most well-known right, yes, exclusive yes, community yeah. mm-hmm. but then i think you have like calton river who's like how do i get in there you know? yeah right <laughs> like, yeah like and, yeah. and then you have like riverton point which is up and coming in my opinion where like that's like i'm intrigued by riverton point because mm-hmm. nobody talks about it you don't really know mm-hmm. that it's there um it's kind of off to itself mm-hmm. um and then you just have communities i mean so many communities. So many communities. <laughs> so, I think you can find
2: what you want for your yeah. family. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I heard a, uh, someone was talking about, well, you know, the uh, initiation fees for those communities are they're, they're excessive, but then a great argument was, well, some people that are coming from California mm-hmm. or some of these states have like huge taxes. Oh,
1: for sure. They're paying that amount
2: of money anyways, yeah. but they're not walking out their front door and being referred to as Mr. Desmond. Yeah. Right. At the local restaurant by everybody Correct. that walks by. Yeah. They can yeah. just walk in their backyard and get you know, on the fairway and start playing golf. So it's like, yeah. they're spending the same amount of money, but the level of
3: yeah.
2: happiness and just of what they're trying to achieve is, yeah. On a different, you know, when you're, I mean, at the end of the day, you're paying true. for customer service here yeah. at a higher
0: level, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I, I think it's hard for millennials to grasp paying an initiation fee for sure. It's like, like, I want my money, right? right. Yeah, it's like, what is uh, that for? How so, much is it? But, like, as you look at the older generations, they're there, it's an investment, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. it's an investment in your lifestyle, is- yeah. But, I even for those people that say they don't like that, I think if it was attainable, or if they thought it was attainable, you would yeah. go for it. Yeah. And, and so yeah. I love Wexford. Um, I love most of the gated communities in our area, but like for me, like I'm not a super, I'm not a big golfer, so yeah. like mm-hmm. golfing's not important to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nice clubhouse with some nice food with a good yeah. bar is super important to right. me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs>
0: but I want to be accessible too. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I don't want to drive 20 minutes from the gate to get to my house. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's dumb, Bluff. That's a Exclusive, yeah, yeah.
2: Forgot about it. I it yeah. yeah, I forgot
0: about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think you then you have like your far fetched, like people who just like to be off the grid. You have Defusky, like, yeah. you know, Hague yeah. hey Point, like, right,
3: yeah,
0: I don't want to take a boat to get to my house, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but you may love it. So, yeah. I think it's just all about what you want, what you need, yeah, and you know, just
2: do you, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's you yeah. know why you stayed here, I think that's pretty much why everybody else does
1: too.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't I, think it's a yeah.
2: uh, unique answer, but you know, we love it. Yeah,
1: well, it's just such an easy answer, and it's consistent. It's nice here, yeah. the beach is great, yeah.
2: people are nice for the most part. Yeah. I think uh, it is, to me, you just have to find
0: a place that's home and and bluffton mm-hmm. bluffton hilton head hardyville and beaufort are my home mm-hmm. yeah you know where my house is in that area isn't mm-hmm. super important that's just sort of zip code mm-hmm. but like those four cities and towns like that's my home Absolutely. i consider
1: that my
2: community yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: um so as we start to wrap up here uh we like to ask our guests these Three questions. Oh, no. <laughs> Rapid <laughs> fire, are you ready? Okay. Um, what, what is your favorite restaurant here? Ah! And <laughs> so you have to choose.
2: <laughs> Give us a restaurant if you got one on Hilton or one on Yeah, that's cool, too. Yeah. I think it's hard.
0: This is not an endorsement. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Gosh. We'll put a disclaimer at the end. Yes. Yeah. No, I just think I'm such a foodie. Mm-hmm. So, I also forget names of restaurants often, which probably <laughs> Describe is it probably yeah. not good for branding. So, but I want a nice dinner on the island. I'm going to go to Bodie's. Bodie. Um, oh, Bodie's yeah. I have like, not
1: been there yet, but the I've heard amazing things. You know why?
0: It's from the door to the table to the exit. Your customer service and food is it's phenomenal. It's the family style sides. Oh,
2: it's yeah, so good. The table <laughs> thing. That <They're Yeah>. is just <laughs> yeah yeah you know if i'm
0: jumping out in bluffton for something you know for like work related mm-hmm. i love the juice hive like mm, yes me a juice get me a nice salad there we go um, Back to the resolution game. Yeah. yeah there we so go it's more We're like, back. new year yeah um and then gosh Beaver has so many great options but heart Pizza is like to die for. Um, yeah, it's right know, on the water. I, I've heard
1: that, but I've also never been to that. Oh,
0: it's good. They cook it in like mm-hmm. this wood burning or this this you you know, know. like stove. I guess I don't, uh, guess. I don't okay. know what to heart this. <laughs> 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 they have the best charcuterie board in the low country. Oh, boat. good yeah. to know. Um, and then I'm a big component of. Savannah too so yes. if you want a nice burger Betty Bombers in Savannah is Betty like Betty the bomb okay. <laughs> and it's in a VFW it's like military thing oh, so cool. it's like a nice little gift back. Like yeah that.
3: that's yeah.
1: really cool and then
0: Hardyville you and I ate there once and I forget it's off the exit
2: Fuzzy's tacos? Fuzzy tacos. tacos.
1: I love fuzzy tacos. They do have great tacos. I I have some
2: fuzzy tacos in the back of my refrigerator. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: not
0: those. Not those. No, but fuzzy's is like, it's a chain, but it's legit good. (laughs)
1: Is
2: that that the fireplace? uh, oh, it's, uh no, it's um. <laughs> a gas station. Yeah, it's a <laughs> oh, yeah. gas station. So you know it's good,
1: <laughs> sure. but it's the old Joker joe's I don't think it's Joker joe's anymore. It's, across, I think it's the like Coastal Carolina market, Hospital. Yeah, yeah.
0: the gas station over there. Yeah, yeah. over there. Right. That's yeah, where that's where right? the fireworks. Yeah. The fireworks across two
2: seventy eight. Oh yeah, that's right. It is. Uh, so. Ah, yeah, it has
3: fireworks.
0: Uh,
2: so good. good. Yeah. So good. All right. Next question. What is your favorite event? In the Low Country, I don't think you can say yacht hop. If you want to, we can use it. But yacht hop is my favorite event. Just uh-huh.
0: in uh-huh. What's your
1: second favorite event? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, you know that's gonna be really hard. But Sean and I, every year, I wouldn't say that it's an event, but we love the flyovers at Fourth of July on the oh, beach. If yes. you haven't experienced it it's a game changer that's like, so cool to watch the old planes and the fighter jets mm-hmm. fly yeah. over also it's just about it's the heart of our community too, yeah. like the military yeah. bases here but like it is legit an experience yeah to, to and we do it every year Fourth of july we're on the yeah. beach i'm getting sun poisoning because i'm so white yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're watching those planes <laughs> yeah that's
2: oh, the that's cool that's thing about funny. those too like i have friends that live in edisto so told it's all the same coast so yeah they, you can track they'll it they'll text me and be like oh just fly by so way. i can expect it like in 10 so, minutes. Or it's or like yeah. a connection for the whole East Coast. It's yeah, really cool. it's so cool. It's really cool. I love that Thank you. I was not
0: expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, can be promoting it. <laughs> <very bad>. no. <laughs> uh,
1: last question. Now, we, of course, live in a place where everybody vacations. But where do you vacation?
0: So, we are a warm, tropical-type mm-hmm. family. Like, we love it. And yeah. one of our favorite places... Is Kauai, oh. um, so it's a secluded island, um, a part of the Hawaiian Islands. It's all hiking, um, some cliffs, cliff diving. you just like yeah. off the grid, red clay mud roads. Like oh, we so love cool. it. We get back yeah. there as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but we love international travel. Like we are. We don't want to really go anywhere more more than twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm
1: the same
0: way. We want to explore, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so much of the world to see. It, it yeah. just it kind of stinks to take the same, I shouldn't say it stinks to take the same vacation twice, but there's, it's a big, big world. And there's a lot of places to see. What is the flight like
2: from here to
0: Hawaii? Uh, It's not too bad. You know, we always, I do anything to fly around Atlanta. So, um, my paths aren't traditional from some people. Yeah. So we'll do like Charlotte from Charlotte over to LAX and then from LAX straight to Kauai, about 15 to 20 hours. Um the, the worst flight I've ever experienced though was from here to Sydney, Australia. And that Ooh, was twenty seven yeah. hours. Oh man. The last leg was fifteen.
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have family in Australia, where my in-laws are in Australia, so I'll definitely go at some point. Sydney yes. is like it's amazing. Is it really? Them. Yeah, we uh, loved it. My brother in law lives and sister in law live in Sydney and they were a bat. Guys, I'm talking about not like a bat like we have the size of yeah. a bat. Yeah. Really, it's like a fruit bat like this yeah. long was dead <laughs> oh in his front yard. Gosh. Yeah. Like,
1: I feel like I always hear the like wild wildlife stories from yeah. Australia. Oh, yeah. So I'm like massive spiders, huge snakes. Yeah.
0: Sydney is like. would love to
1: go, but beach
0: vibes, New York.
1: Really? Yeah, like
0: New York with City and beach bats. vibes.
1: With giant bats. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> I
0: didn't see, see bats. bats
1: with
0: <laughs> <teens>. <laughs> But you know,
2: like,
0: <laughs> like my husband is not like a super like he's very introverted. The whole time we were in Sydney, Australia, he was like, "I'll move here."
1: Really? Oh my gosh! Really? Did you guys
0: actually consider it? Yeah, yeah. We looked at some real estate. No it was, way! It's a Thank little you. different. Yeah. <laughs> we probably be out with the bats.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Man. awesome! Well. Thank you, James, so much. It's been so awesome talking to you and just learning more about hospice care of the Low Country um, from a personal perspective. I savor any time I get with you, just <laughs> because I love you so much and you're just so wonderful. Um, how how can we support hospice care of the Low Country?
0: Yeah, so we're your traditional nonprofit, mm-hmm. so obviously we're supported by grants and donations. Um, so you can visit our website www.hospicecarelc.org mm-hmm. and donate. We also have a huge volunteer component. We have about 180 active volunteers and we're always oh, looking for more. Mm-hmm. Um, so volunteering is huge. Um, our board of directors is volunteers as well. So if you're looking mm-hmm. for a higher level of leadership, we would love to have direction there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also just stop by the office, have a conversation with us. We're very personal people. We'd love to just give you a tour and see what best fits your needs with ours. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. Well, awesome, thank you man. so much. Thank you. No, thank um, you will, you want to share who our next guest will be?
2: Yep. Our next guest is going to be Jevin Daly. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Love musical genius, uh, personal <laughs> yep. friend, and, and just a character that pretty much everybody in Bluffton and Head knows. Um, so that'll be pretty interesting just talking about what he does, how he got there, and uh, what drives him to do the things he does. So
1: That's awesome. Well, yeah. I'm excited.
0: All right, well, thank you so much, James. Yes. All right.
1: I'm glad I didn't have to go after Jevin. <laughs> 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 right. Hard act to follow. <laughs>
0: <Right? But> no, <laughs> <why>? And cut. <laughs> Interesting Minds of the Low Country is a production of Loco Media LLC, a grassroots local media company creating content that celebrates the South Carolina Low Country. The hosts of the show are Angela Huser of the Anchor Home Group and Will Savage of PMC Mortgage. The producer is Justin Jarrett. Join us next month as we introduce you to another interesting mind of the Lowcountry.